Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Topicocalypse, the only podcast on the internet. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Take two. Take two. Oh yeah, I gotta introduce everyone. <laughs> How many times have we done this? I don't know, dude. I'm I'm so tired, dude. Like I um I played two hockey games last night. Why? Because I had to, and uh, I was like sucking in air, dude. Like my mouth was all dry, and I was like. <laughs> I would get in for like two minutes and I'd be like, okay, okay. And I'd like hover over the trash can for a second. I'm like, okay, oh, I'm oh, good. Oh, you, fi- you finally realizing that you're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still confused that you play hockey. Dude. <laughs> same. <laughs> like I, when you told me you play hockey, I was like this. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, it, it's like, it's a sport that I've played since I was a kid and like, You're just so delicate with everyone, Josh. I just uh, I know, I, I know. Go, There's dude. no and way like, you could be on. A- but yet, I could not get him to play football with me. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Nah, man." That's he weak. said, "No." Nah. That was too much commitment. Like, what? see, this is like one day a week. I oh yeah, this is Josh's this. perfect commitment. I can only have to do yeah. this like once a week. Yeah, for like I, a couple no, hours. Escape. And I got uh, like my the back of my jersey says I'm Irish, so everyone assumes I want to fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just soliciting. Oh man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Topicocalypse, the only podcast on the internet. I'm joined here today by Travis Carrero, formerly of the What About This podcast. What's up, man? What's up, man? Yo. And the world's most casual gamer, Big Dog. What's up, what's up? Yeah. All right, before we break into the uh, nitty-gritty of today's topic, I need to ask your opinion. We had discussed on episode What About This christmas movies mm, yes. die, hard. die hard yes where do you stand objectively on um oh my gosh yeah. oh love actually love actually that is with kira knightley mm-hmm. uh andrew lincoln liam neeson yeah, the walking dead oh you know Hugh i've Grant. never seen it really what no I stay. It's funny. I had this weird. I stay away from shitty movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I actually I've, I haven't seen it. Is it okay? Is it one of those that came out during Christmas or as a like what is it? Or it's during Christmas time? It takes place during. It it is a Christmas kinda, movie. Kinda. Yeah, oh, it but is. Um, no, 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 not really. Not really. Yeah. It's just a movie that takes place. During it it Christmas. takes place okay. during Christmas. There's that's no argument. not a Christmas but movie. It, it and it's it's yeah. re- it's kind of old now. I guess I want to say it it's like no, ten. It is, no, it is old. Ten, dude. Call, ten, over, over is ten old years old. And yeah. He's not in that movie. But it's just it, it it hits every cliche in the book. But it's it's comfortable. You know how like when you watch a movie that doesn't have like Dinner for Schmucks made me so uncomfortable that I wanted to leave the theater. Hmm. It was the most awkward time in a movie. Wait, theater. so Love actually is. Love actually is comfortable because it has all the cliches, so I know what to expect from everything going on. Okay, you know, and it's just it just makes me feel warm inside. I don't know what so it is you, about so, the movie. So, <laughs> so is what you're asking <laughs> is what you're asking. Is it a Christmas movie? Is that what you're asking? I just want to know where you stand on it, well, but you haven't seen, seen it, so, you can't so stand on you just have to get but back you know, to me on this. You know, you know what's funny is is, <clears throat> is I'm a great judge on films I haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> I can I, I can tell you all can, kinds of shit can, about a movie can, out of a trailer. Can you can you go into detail about this, please? <laughs> like it's more it's more me. Is I I could tell you if I'm going to enjoy a film, even just by the look of of the the quote unquote cover, right? Uh, without a trailer, like I I see and I go no because that's what I'm saying is I know who I am, 
Right. And at least today I know who I am, or I at least the, I think I know who I am. And so, so then I look at it and I go, I know, I just, I know it. I know. And then a trailer for sure helps me. <laughs> and then, but then here's the tricky thing is, have you ever seen a great trailer? And you're so excited. A great trailer, but a shitty movie. Yes. 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 Like, where was that scene? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Where was the scenes that were so good? Where was the scene so in the trailer that were so good that it's not how? That's how they get you into the it's, movie. It's a great credit to editing. <laughs> yeah. I want to meet the editor. The okay. editor is fucking fantastic. Yes. Dude, I'm. You know what? I think that there should be a trailer awards. <laughs> like an award for the best trailer. Best, yes. well, best Dude, trailer. Trailers are fucking best epic. trailer that didn't. When have you ever seen a trailer wasn't great? That is true. Best trailer that's true. that. <laughs> that's a very good point. That's... Is the trailer awards? <laughs> and there should be a. Cate- they have to sell the hook. It's the hardest job. There should be a yeah. category. They have to hook you in. There should be a category. They're the cover. Yeah, right, they are right. the movie. Right, and there yeah. needs to be a. <laughs> they are the movie. There needs to be a category where they're like best trailer that showed all, all the things that weren't in the movie. Oh, dude, I love the tra- dude. That's the best trailers. The ones that don't have those scenes in the movie. Those are the ones that get you. They're, those ones yeah. that get you because the movies usually suck. Because dude, like, I watched a thing today. Right, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I read a thing today where it was uh, Star Wars: Return of the Sith. You know the third one. Yeah, mm-hmm. where the alternate ending scene was Anakin fighting Obi Wan. Obi uh, Anakin's got the red lightsaber instead of the blue one, and they're fighting each other. And then they have to team up for one last time to defeat this giant monster. They're, it's, it's come out of nowhere, and then Padme tries to kill Anakin, but she can't do it because she loves him. It's a great. It's so much better scene than what actually happened in the film. And this is our point. This yeah. sounds like something I would love to watch. Yeah, yeah, in the original. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, put it in the movie. You know. Okay, so so showing me that now I I know exactly what movie that is. I I I knew. I go. That's not a movie I'm going to watch. Right. Now, here's what I would say. Okay. I would, I would be surprised if I liked it. Okay. However, based on what I see, however, I'm never going to see it. <laughs> that's, so we'll that's never, fair, we'll fair never enough. get that question. This is going to be... <laughs> you, know what it is, you know what it is, is? You guys ever seen Family Stone? Yes. yes. Okay. Family Stone. For that was whatever. awkward in some parts, too. Dude, yeah, that, was the, that was one of my favorite movies. That's still, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yes. And so, to me, that is a Christmas movie. Yeah. That is a Christmas movie. It is. It has a lot. Of, it, it makes you rethink what you think you believe. Right. And what I mean by that is, is you think you believe something until something opens your eyes because you're willing to be open to it. And then you go, wait, did I ever believe that? Because I'm really believing this right now. Like really quick, and so like all sorts of, um, all sorts of, you know, it's like the brothers all of a sudden are like with the other girls. Like that's weird, man. Like I never want to experience that. I never want to be in a room yeah, where my brother is, is sleeping dating with the what? girl I just slept with, and I'm sleeping <laughs> with the girl that. He, but I'm like this. I'm sitting there with my my cozy blanket. I'm like, oh, this is such a great film. But, but <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that should yeah. bother me more than it bothers me. But think about my younger brother just snaked my ex fiance. <laughs> <laughs> but think about like the. And I'm totally cool with it. And we're all having dinner together. Yeah, think, think, like, pass the ham. Think, yeah. think about the amount of bonding that could happen though, or your brother's like yeah she's a real uh cougar in the sack and you're like yeah i know did she she do like this one move yeah (laughs) so so you 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 think about that and then here's my thought though is i don't think that's what i'm accepting 
I don't think that's the thing that like is like oh you know what I think is here's I I've thought about this okay, okay. so so what I, I see in that is the 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 means through which that that things manifested the things that's manifested is something great is you have you know the the older brother who's the guy that everyone's kind of low key afraid of because he's very he comes in he's very compelling he it, like nobody wants to ruffle his feathers and he's with Sarah Jessica Parker and he's Horse with. Face. He, <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Real, real quick. Is it sex and the city or sex in the city? This is like one of the most commonly it's in sex in the city. It, it's is it? This is like one of the most. It's like Berenstein and Berenstein. I'm glad that you grabbed your phone quicker than other. Trying would. to bring it up mentally. It's here. sex and the city. There's yes. Something. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so she that's that's actually, that's a good question. Uh, it's it's just, like, it's, oh, is it Nordstrom's or Nordstrom? Everyone right. says Nordstrom's. It's Nordstrom. Right. This has been on my mind for like three weeks now. I just haven't looked it up. <laughs> yeah, you're because the guy, why? You're the, guy, you're the guy with an iPhone that goes, "How do I get there?" <laughs> Dude, right. So many people. Mm. They're last year. Hey, man, what's this and this? I'm like, you have a computer in your hand. Yeah, you have God. In you have you have the answers to all questions in your hand. Oh, it's goddle, dude. It's it dude. Is. I dude. Every time someone asks me a question, Google it. Yeah, don't ask me. Google it. Yeah, unless you want to have a conversation about it, but you're asking me something that you just want this one word, simple. How do I get there? And you're like this. Not only, not only will this machine get you there, it will speak you there. It will tell you. Yeah, the, <laughs> the quickest route. The you quickest say, route. Take a left. It's going to analyze the traffic and give you yeah, the quickest and, route and for you. And it can be an English woman, which is even better. You oh, know yeah, that's I mean? so like, much better. so good. You're like, so much better. Mm, I like getting on the 405 now. So, so <laughs> I love merging left. <laughs> so, okay, so, so I think it was, what I love about that is, What's his name? I can't remember his name. But anyways, the the uh, the main guy, it, he basically comes to this place of where he is pursuing the wrong thing because he's trying what he's trying to do. He's trying to cover up the fact that he can't control the fact that his mom has cancer, and so he's found himself, quote unquote, in love with this person. But he's in love with the idea of he's trying to heal the wound that he knows his mom is dying he's going away well but isn't that the whole point of the movie that, that all the children are dealing with it they're all yes in their own way in their own way yeah but it's centered around kind of him he's like you know he's the he's the main guy that everything kind of revolves around but it's him with the wedding ring it's him who's saying she's like you can't have my wedding sorry dude he's like you promised and so they're going to and so that's why it doesn't bother me because i know that that's just a means through which they're pointing to something deeper and it's more of a truth because he wasn't living his truth. He was living he, – he was trying to deal with the pain of his mother dying. It's kind of like when the, ma, the dad and the son are smoking weed on the bleachers. And, and like it's just so like – it's so chill. It's so good. And they're just connecting and they're just struggling and they're just crying. And it's like sharing a beer. And they're just smoking weed and they're just relaxing and they're, they're dealing with it. And the way he's dealing with it is he's trying to – He's trying to control some. He's trying to control his mom's cancer, and he can't. And so then through this, this thing kind of manifests. And yeah, Luke Wilson doesn't make sense with her at all. Like, not really, you know? But it doesn't matter because he makes more sense with his, her sister. That's his truth. And so I think that's why I look at it and I go, man, I should care about this. But I don't. And then even the scene, like the scene where, where uh, the brother who's homosexual and his husband and the kid and... She's like telling him she loves him. That's like that's so that has nothing to do with homosexuality and where you stand on that issue. Because I could care less. 
What I'm saying is like that scene that that you know it, it's a very provocative film, right? If you will for for the staunch fundamentalist. We, it, who's freaking and out it, about it everything. came out at a time when that was like exactly. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was very progressive. Yeah, they they said, hey, let's put everything that's going to offend <laughs> the staunch conservatives. No, wasn't the the younger brother was deaf too? So wasn't that he was they a like, deaf gay person? They combined married to a black man. Married to a black man. They black combined gay man. like black gay man. it almost felt desperate, like they going wanted to, adopt to, a child. to. Yeah. Yes. So it was like four hotbed issues that they combined into one. Like they wanted to hit all, it almost felt desperate but it was still like i was interested i felt like you know? sarah jessica parker played yeah. the conservative oh she did yeah she, she was did. the conservative she was and then and then what was funny was is that whole experience broke her yeah and it stripped her of of even her you know unchecked maybe beliefs it, she experienced empathy, I guess you'd say. Like yeah, I think a- she entered in and stopped going. And she started to see them as human first. Yeah. As human first. Yeah. And I think that that's the idea that I've been chipping away at through various... Well, the film was just her unraveling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're... That's it. That's, I never thought about it like that, is they used her as a means to help uh, that idea of unraveling, <laughs> that unraveling <laughs> and unraveling. Yes, right. Well, you have the people who are so like set in their ways, but you're you unra- you at the end you unravel them, and then you're all together. Yeah, and bring, was, in the end you're stripping them down to bring them together. Yeah, it's too like what is Pete Rollins? You ever you ever listen to Pete Rollins? Read Pete Rollins? No, no. You would dig him so just good, based man. off of what you just well, said right <laughs> now. I know that. See, I, I told you I already knew who you were, Big Dog. It's um, true. He knows. Is, he's, yeah, I, I could, yeah, you would enjoy him because he does atheism for Lent. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, and, and, it's, and it's his means is to like figure out what you really believe. Dude, what, what's, what's the other thing that he does where he goes to um, <clears throat> churches of other faiths? And he has them preach, evangelize, to, evangelize them. to them. So he's like, what did he say on, I think it was That's on... So um, he said on the one, Robcast? not the Robcast, it was another cast he was on. I think it was with um, Elliot Gould, or I think mm-hmm. his last name was Elliot Gould, but he was saying that basically it helps him be a better evangelizer because he can learn like what's going to make me sound like an asshole, you know, yes. like, <laughs> well, and he's entering into, he's entering into their space and instead of going in and again is to, um, what's the right word, right? Cause we're, you're talking about tribalism, right? And so you're, um, it's like, what do they do in frats? What do they do? They like, oh, uh, hazing? The no, it's pledging? Well, yeah, like, sorry. Anyway, uh, we'll get the word. But it's basically, you're just trying to get to add another person to your tribe, right? Indoctrinate, right? Okay. And so yeah. we go in and we go and we go, we have we have the skinny on everything. We know. We know. I'm certain. You're right? inducting it's, them into a brotherhood. Yeah, and so you're indoctrinating this individual because you believe that you know. Essentially, you're saying, I know what's true. I know everything. That's what you're saying. And so his whole phrase is the certainty of uncertainty. And that's where I've began to live in that space where I am a person. I know this about myself, but it's deeper because it's me trying to establish that I'm okay as a human being. Right. I love being right for the sake. I, I, I learned this. So it's, it's good, and then it has its, its, its folly, right, is... I want to be right because that that reaffirms that I am okay as a human being. 
Like I'm worth something. Okay. Well, that's exactly like hold on, hold, hold that thought well, for a second. Well, fraternities are are in the business to change you to make you yeah. like them. Hold on, one. That's what. That's what, that's yes. what the whole one second. Thing. One second. This yes. episode of Topicocalypse is brought to you by Miracle Fruit Oils, Vitabrace High Performance Gaming Wristband. We'll we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, we're gonna do something a little different today. We're gonna be talking about religion, a topic we always try to stray away from because it always causes issues. Um, but today we're going to be opening that bag of cats. Uh, insert cat sound effect here. Meow. Meow. All right. Anyways, um, I like this thought right here, though, because you're talking about... I had this discuss, it's a debate, I guess, with someone where we're talking about evangelizing, right? We're talking about being... Imposing your, <coughs> your, your assumed correct right. true beliefs. I, okay, wait, here's the thing. Is it church, fraternities... And the military are exactly the same. And they are there to break you down schools and then yeah. build you back That's up in what sad. they want you to well, be. So I was telling um I th- strip you <clears throat> of strip you of anything that you could be. Yeah. And create one more. It's indoctrination. They're, yeah, yeah it, pretty much. It's, they're just making it, it I don't want to say brainwashing, but it, it's it's a little like it that. It is tribalism. Yeah. Well, Yes, you're, but yeah, you're trying to get, you're trying to convert these people into your tribe, your way of thinking. That's what you're right, doing. You're, you're going to strip them down and tell them they're nothing and nothing and nothing, and then you're going to tell them, no, you're not nothing. Let's go back to that idea, though. Keep, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I the, like, but I like that. That's the, something I want to bring up. The concept of like evangelizing, though, like I had this conversation or debate or whatever where I was saying that I think the best way to evangelize to someone is when they. Uh, want to talk about it you know you don't walk Mm. into a room everyone has this idea of being a missionary or whatever like we know plenty of people who do this you walk into a room and say it's your typical cliched jehovah's witness act you know it's like let me tell you about our good lord and savior and it's that's one of those things where people i don't think people are going to convert just like that and if they do it's again the chemical thing in your brain right so my idea of what converts someone is a conversation, you know, you have a conversation, you plant the seed, and then you have many conversations and you show them how like you live, you need to inspire them to do it. You don't, you don't just have one conversation. All of a sudden they're like, I want to, uh, I want to start believing in God. This is not Sunday school. You know, the, the real world does not as work if, like as that. If they hadn't already believed in God. Right. Which is, I, which is interesting because coming from coming from the quote unquote the the we'll say the big umbrella christianity group is what does that even mean to believe in god <laughs> and the way the way it is presented and then the way people receive it and then the way we all think we all think about it the same way do you see what i'm saying so wait real quick would you say that subconsciously we all believe in god in some way but we spend it's not so much a matter of believing him in him as much as is trying to find him okay so i think that i think i've come to this place today where i believe everybody believes in the idea of god or some sort of divine under some sort of um Something beneath or something beyond or something within. So, okay, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, get it, I'll, I'll get at it this way is I've come to believe that there is, there is a, 
that we all have some sort of I'll, I'll steal his phrase I think it's not Richard Rohr it is um, JP Newell's phrase or where I learned it from is we all have this divine spark okay and so we believe that there's some sort of intrinsic divine value in all of us so we believe like we and, and you see it played out the most in America where we give everybody a right to life even if you just killed 50 people we put you on trial and we go well there's an intrinsic value right like we should you know if we it's 60 million years ago we'd, we'd kill you man six, on six, the spot on the yeah, we didn't yeah. think about it like kill him and so, yeah. and so, you just slaughtered twenty people. Yeah, you're like cut his head get off. Get rid of that guy, you know. Yeah. And and so that we're we're we'll be a lot better for that. Yeah, and yes, and 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 so we acknowledge that there's something, and then so then we'll okay. There has to be, uh, there has to be some sort of force or some sort of objective thing or something that existed like beneath. It's almost like the infrastructure that as as uh jordan peterson says some i think he, he says it like this is there's there has to be some some infrastructure some, some infrastructure that gave rise to consciousness right. so some something something some sort of conscious structure that gave rise to consciousness which why we exist okay and so and so i'm i'm thinking of things very different today than I ever have before. And it, it wasn't like just today. This has been like something that's been happening for five years with me. Yeah. Just trying to make sense of this and trying to understand this is, yes, how, how can I not believe that everyone has some sense of whatever the, whatever you, however you think about it in your head or define it? Because we're obsessed with like putting God in a box. Yeah. Oh, okay? oh especially yeah. with Christianity. We want to say, because we're obsessed with certainty, that's the Pete Rollins thing. Mm. We're obsessed with that. I need to know. And then if you're a guy like me, I like, like crave to know, right? Like I want to know the truth. Okay. Real quick, yes. real quick. Yes, yes. Like, like you do right there. Like faith, I think faith, like the word faith, you know, if someone's like, you know, do you have faith or whatever? Like, you know, that is really, faith is really just coming to term. is another way to say coming to terms with not knowing everything. But you're believing still. No, no, no. no. Literally, all faiths okay. are just support groups to deal with not knowing all the answers to every question. Yes. And then, but okay, here's the problem. Within those faith groups, they're so desperate to claim they know because they're so insecure about not knowing. Yeah, because everybody's looking for, a, oh my God, I don't know. But then it was like, well, I kind of know, or I have an idea. They're like, oh, I'm going to latch onto that. So they're obsessed with certainty. Yeah. They, they, so, people hate the fact that they don't have the answers. To every question, you, you know, to coin the why are we here? What is the meaning of life? You, you Faith s- is a support group for that question, right? Right, and you see that a lot. You see that a lot. We've discussed this concept of hipster Christianity. Okay. You see that a lot these days. Just, a lot just of hipster religion. There's all kinds. Well, of, it doesn't have to be Christianity. Yeah, yeah but it's just like hipster it's, religion. It's hipsters yes. in yes. like this is especially like a thing in churches though. You know, like it's like I never felt like I fit into any like young adult group in churches mm-hmm. um, because I don't you know wear leather shoes are right in like boots. journals of Chelsea boots. Yeah. And like, <laughs> to which I own a pair, but I can make fun of that. Like, <laughs> right. Right. And, and you know, I don't wear fedoras and sit in coffee shops for like Do long periods of times, but it, it's, it's weird because I had a friend, I, I was uh, with a friend one time and they were telling me that her and her husband went on a bicycle ride along PCH and they stopped in this coffee shop on their way back. And there's all these people sitting in there with like Bibles and notebooks out and they're like, who has time to sit in a coffee shop at 10 in the morning on a Tuesday? And then the first thing that popped in their husband's head is like, 
Christians. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we've created all these groups, like in in hipster Christianity, this idea, we argue about theologies. You got to be reading this book. You got to go to this guy's conference. You got to be listening to this Hillsong album. We argue about all these concepts, like this is going to bring us one step closer to God, but it's it's not. It just is a way, like we... I, I, I'm not, I, I don't include myself in this group, but I, you know, when I do talk theologies with people, we like to Just think, be honest. We like to think that our way of thinking is the way of thinking. Yes. And then we close our minds off to any other possibilities. And that is a problem with religion in general. Y- yes. And yes, is it's the obsession with trying to impose what you, th- trying to impose that on others that your belief is bar none it. And, and that, that's depressing to me, really? okay? Because when you think about the, like, I've been very interested in learning about, and I, I know very little, but is the evolution of consciousness. Okay. <laughs> and so I think some things will never stop being true. But when you look at, but when you look at, we heard that. And so. <laughs> Why are you trying to hide it? Yeah, trying to keep it away from the mic. Is that you know? your third Dr. Pepper? <laughs> I like to uh, enjoy all thirty-two flavors. So, so there's nothing more disgusting when I think about it than getting a suicide as a kid at a pizza parlor. Why did we like, like that so much? Which is like seven different sodas, and you're just like, I think what we just liked is the fact that chaos. We crave chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the idea of living dangerously, though. It's the same thing like when you go to the toy aisle at Target as a kid, and you the first thing you went to, you skip the GI Joe, skip the Power Rangers, whatever. You go straight to the toy weapons, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. You'll yes. skip all these intricate action figures to get. A rubber sword. A rubber yeah. sword. A nerf It's gun. a primal thing. A you are, you are in your own way a barbarian. You yes. are a if this crazy primal thing that wants... That well, just... dude, you're not a blank slate. That's something I like. You're not... You don't come into this world a blank slate. No, it's genetic traits. Yeah, and it's biological. This is what I'm learning, and it's so fascinating to me because we want to we want to we, we want to think we can explain everything. And so this is this is where I'm at too, the mystery okay. of God, right? Yeah. And so like so I go to church every Sunday. Now, I don't need to go to church every Sunday. I I, I believe that. I I truly believe that. I go for people, I go for slight inspiration <laughs> because sometimes sometimes like I just went to a Mumford and Sons concert. We won't hold that against you. You can't hold that against me. <laughs> then I went and saw Bon Iver twice in one okay. week within the span of four days. And one of the concerts was the best concert I've ever went to. And what I realized, and then, of course, when we get into this whole hipster Christian and, like, all these little nuanced things, it's like, you know, churches are progressive. They, oh, they sang a secular song. Oh, and you're no. like, and you're like, like, <laughs> someone just said, if you want to write songs for the church, stop writing Christian songs. And that was a Christian worship, like, God leader kind of guy in, right. the, in the community. And I went, yes. And you know why? Because guys like Tim Keller that looks like, he, Tim Keller looks like a guy that wouldn't ever even want to have sex, Right. Like that's the, like sorry Tim, and so <laughs> so like he just looks like he like almost like his life is easier, but it's not. But because he's so smart, he's so brilliant, he's so focused, his mind is just obsessed with like he's just he's unique, and I appreciate that. I'll never be him. I'll never be him. He's he and and I appreciate that. I'll never be LeBron James, and I appreciate that. I don't need to tell my kid you will be because he won't be. And so it's like I look at that and I go okay so. So Tim Keller said, you know what? Sometimes, you know what you, you know what you don't need? Is another sermon. 
you need to lay on the sand for two days straight in the sun with nothing but yourself and it. And then you go, wait, hold on. Tease that out a little bit. Oh, so what you're saying is that's spiritual. Yes, everything's spiritual, dude. What is that? The, the, the idea that there's spiritual and not spiritual, and then I'm experiencing God on Sunday morning for 15 minutes with these people with leather jackets, ripped t-shirts, right? And like some of the women looking sexy and some of the guys looking like your wife wants to leave you, right? <laughs> and like, and you go, you go, oh yeah, I'm, what, what am I worshiping? And so sometimes, dude, it, I've never had a more worshipful, like a, a, a quote unquote divine interaction. I'll never, this will, I've been to so many concerts. If you want to lay out concerts, my list is longer than yours. And I wonder why. It's because I'm searching, I'm seeking, I'm looking, I'm trying to get something, right, out of this weird universe. And so this concert I went to, it will forever, it will forever be the best concert. I, I'm not confused about this. I'll never go to another concert that was better than that. And here's why. is because I didn't know a single song he sang. He sang all new songs. I didn't even know what this was. There's all these like interpretive dancers. If that's not your thing, that's fine. But for me, I was like, oh, that's a, because then I like like dirty rap songs too. It's really weird, you know? And then, I, <laughs> and then like, I, so it's like I have this like very, this part of me that is like, Oh, Bonnie Vare, it's so. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm like, let's scrap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want to, like, I kind of want to fight right now, though. And so, so I look at that and I go, that was when 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 someone sings a song in church that's not a worship song, that might be the most worshipful experience. In fact, I I I you was almost guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee. You know why? Because that's when I hear that's when I hear the most feedback. Because a, my wife's a worship leader. So, right. And she'll sing these specials. B, I was in the church for 10 years, yeah, at, at, like on staff. And again, make no mistake, I'm down for it. Like I'm, I'm down for like go to a church. Like I was telling you guys earlier, Gavin McGuinness said, believe in God and go to church. Whatever that is. He wasn't trying to get too deep in it. He was just saying this is, imp- this is an important thing in your life. Anyways, so that's kind of where I don't even know where we're at right now, but that's where I'm thinking about this idea of the obsession. So the danger for me is the obsession of trying to trying to put my put my hill on your throat and make you say uncle. Yeah. And when religions are doing that, they they have lost their way because the central theme I think of being human is to meet you as you are, and to love you. And I'm not talking about enabling love. I'm talking about loving, like this idea of love is very fascinating to me because it gets very convoluted and distorted. And it is emotional and it is a feeling, but it's also fact. This episode is brought to you by Vitabrace, high-performance gamer wristbands by Miracle Fruit Oil. Big Dog, you and I play a lot of video games. Yes, we do. You ever find yourself in positions where your your hands get cramped and you just you you need a break, you gotta get up? Yes. Okay, well, it just so happens that Miracle Fruit Oil, they made these bracelets right here. And what it's supposed to do is increase circulation in your wrist, makes you less tired, less fatigued, less sore and stiff. Uh, it's gives, supposed to give you more endurance, grip, strength, range of motion, uh, mobility, stability, better manual dexterity, coordination, and precision movements. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. And it has helped. It has made it so because, you know, 
I spend a lot of time working on computers, doing video games, stuff like that. It does help, you know, it kind of eases, uh, eases the pain a little bit, or I feel it less. I mean, when I do it without it, you don't really notice it until you take the bracelet off. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Vitabrace is powered by nature. It contains miracle fruit seed oil, a rare and natural oil that comes from the seed of the healthy miracle fruit berry. The wristband is capable of delivering the oil to your wrist for four to six months of daily use. The combination of compression, uh, occlusion and unique oil provides several benefits. If you're interested in getting your own Miracle Fruit Vitabraze wristband, visit their website today www.miraclefruitoil.com and use promo code MEDIA10 at checkout for $10 off your next purchase. Right? So someone's like, it's, it's not a feeling, it's fact. You're like, God, dude, you might you might be the most emotionally suppressed individual I've ever met. <laughs> well, I like when you say love and they associate it to sex. Yes. Yeah, like, like, like okay, here's an idea. Okay. Now, like say like either like say like say like Josh like dropped dead tomorrow. Okay. Like I would be super sad. Yes. Because I, I, that, that, that warms him. my heart, man. I love him you. as a person. Thank He's you. my I do friend. your funeral. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because everybody who shows hey, up love for me, your funeral I, is hey. someone who loved you. So not, I, I've not been, in a sexual way, but yes, just, they loved you. I planned as a out. I planned out my dream funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what it is, okay? Yeah. As soon as you walk into church. Everyone's gonna get a glass of beer. Okay? Armory down. Yeah. Okay. And the casket's gonna be clo- casket is going to be closed. But <laughs> after the uh, the preacher gets up there and says all the words, he's gonna pop it open. Surprise! I'm not in there. <laughs> right. Where am I? Turns out I was cremated, and all the beers you're drinking has a piece of me inside yeah. of it. <laughs> that would be so great. Let us I all raise even... a glass. <laughs> here, here. I got nothing in mind, but okay. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think what you're saying though is very important because even within the love of a man and a woman sexually it's not it's not what it could be without the love for the person period. Yeah. Well, they're that you're right, you're saying. No, no, I was going to say it's like um what is it Paul Tillich uh talks about ultimate concern, right? Yeah. So like we yeah. you know we've ta- we've had this discussion before like how does one love God? And you know you hear this this phrase in churches all the time where people are like I just love God so much. I <laughs> I I love him. Like God is just he is so loving Dude. towards me. And you're like how do you do that though? How do you love an intangible being. I am because when you're you say that, idea. Josh is having like a visceral moment. Yeah, right when you're saying that, I'm imagining you going home and hugging a body pillow that looks like the the Adventure Time Bible that we used to read as kids that has Jesus on it. That's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, what is that? What does it mean? What is what, it? What is that person trying to convey? Yeah, and why are you telling me this? Like, and so I like that's what got me to dig so deep into it though. Is yeah. like Paul Tillich stuff, and which who I heard from Peter Rollins was. He's saying the idea of ultimate concern is like whatever you're concerned with most is um, like your ultimate concern is like if you care for other people, you care for uh, like loving God could be loving other people, loving, uh, loving, just a loving art, living, living in the world, living in the chaos of the life that God has provided you. But the moment that your concern becomes like, I want to have that car, that house, that material possession, Mm -hmm. like you're removing God from the equation. So loving God is loving the circumstances that God has put you into and the people in it. Hmm. Okay. So, so then would you say, would you say Tillich would say that the moment your love shifts to something... I don't know, because you brought up cars or something and money, right? It right. Is, 
is when you leave out humanity and I don't know. Okay, hold on. I don't want to ask this. Is the, so he's saying he's saying because I'm I'm a huge believer in when you get inside of church, they're obsessed with like you know they have they have boxes to be checked off so that you can gauge whether or not you love God more. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, totally. So, where are you serving? <laughs> right? That's like, and, and where are you? Are you reading your Bible? Right. And that's not so much like... That's not love. That's not love. That's, that's, that's not even a reflection of Jesus. That's building... That's just adding yourself into the mortar of the church. So, all right. So, I told a buddy, I said, my greatest concern, because I actually have concern for the church. Like, a lot of times when I have these conversations, and right now I'm having them with anyone who's willing to listen to your podcast. <laughs> so, 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 and, and I'm, oh, I'm beyond open to that because I'm very sensitive to maybe, I'm just sensitive to, I think more so people that I know and have relationships with yeah. and how I, how I, how I leave breadcrumbs. Okay. Okay. Like what's the distance between the last breadcrumb and the breadcrumb I'm dropping now? Is it 12 feet or 12 inches? Depending on who you are, I could drop it 12 inches. Some of you, I need to drop it 12 feet because you can only, it takes you as long to digest that as it does a monkey so leaf. You know pr- what I'm processing skills we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and how my words affect your words. And I, yeah. know, and I know that, right? And so, so this, you know, this idea of, I told a buddy, I said, you know, you know what I think the greatest danger to the church in general is like worldwide is, is, is confusing spiritual formation with moral formation. And moral formation looks like looks like, hey dude, did you read your Bible? And so, like basically, I guess what 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 started to really irk me personally was, and I saw this in myself, I had a shift, right? Because right. I know my disposition. Dispositions are very fascinating to me because man, that that really that plays a lot on how I even speak to someone, right? Especially when I'm trying to encourage or invite into. Yeah. And so so you go, okay, dang, man, like, I'm kind of done trying to get you to read the Bible. Yeah. I just want to meet you where you're at and be human with you. Because, you know, and I hate this phrase, but I'll use it because it makes the most sense, is people don't know how much you care or whatever, how much you know until they know how much you care. I can barely say it. <laughs> yet it's, yet I, I know I lived that truth. People don't, people don't give, it doesn't matter what I know. It matters that I enter into their life with them. Yeah. Like as a, like as a pastor, they wanted me, you know what they wanted me to do? Huh? They wanted me to tell them and to help them believe that they were lovable and that I loved them. And if I loved them, that helped them. What I'm saying <laughs> is this is... It's not manipulation if you really understand it. Right. Because I can manipulate you from the stage. Yeah. What I'm saying is this is, I, I think based on what we're really even discussing and why we care, is that people, I don't want people to think that their connection with God has anything to do with 15 minutes in the Bible. I, I don't I don't want them to think that their connection with people in the divine and church in general, like showing up, has anything to do with performance. I think they should I think they should be moral because it's good for them and everybody else around them. And so what I was saying is is 
is this idea of like my greatest fear is moral formation is moral formation is rule following dude so if i set a bunch of rules for for my son yeah i'm ruining him i learned this is it's values so he hits my wife all the time now i almost called cps on him and so (laughs) so he's just going through it he's a year and a half and what I don't, instead of just going, yes, I tell him no, but what I tell him is, hey, we love, dude. Hey, we love, or, or like when I'm, I'm raising him as a, as a, as a boy and, and into manhood, I'm going to set values, right? I'm not going to tell him, don't have sex. <laughs> hey, stop. He's going he's, he's to be envisioning that in high school. <laughs> yeah, like what a, what a bad idea. Instead, I'm going to say, hey, man, like, Here's what we believe about women, humans, then women and men and yourself. Here's what I believe about yourself and like how you arrive at that. And so like what, what's interesting is it's the prohibition idea of Pete Rollins, right? He says right. the moment that you create prohibition, you create desire. And so I'm it's a forbidden fruit. Yes, dude, it is. And even the way I look at the, the scriptures today in, in the Bible, I, I'm just I'm I'm just snowballing off the idea that I lived in that world for so long, I was raised that way, is, man, the moment you get legalistic with someone, the moment you create a rule, I, like, I actually I actually do think rules are made to be broken. And what I mean by that is, is the idea of a rule in and of itself is made to be broken so that you can realize what it is you truly want. So when you create rules, you create desire, and you create the the <clears throat> desire to break those rules. Well, it's it's your inane reaction to resist. It's human. Yeah, na- and but what else though? Human, like what? A, there's something else in there. So resist it because you don't want to be controlled. It's yeah, also it's, human it's, nature though too. In but a way. like, okay, nobody, but explain no, that. You don't like, want to be dominated. No one okay. ever wants to be dominated. So you don't want to be dominated, but you also believe in rules. Like you believe that rules are good. But what is it when someone tries to impose a rule on you? What it? You have this like visceral like. Suppression. Never. With that. Yeah, like, like you just like you, you'll never, you, you'll never, you'll never change me. Well, like, it, like I would do it if you didn't impose that rule. It's yeah, a, it's like, oh, really like like I wouldn't have resisted until you said don't do this. I don't want. I want to touch it because you told me not. You told me not to. Well, to yeah, but it's, it's not because same. I. I mean, I already know. Don't touch this. I want to touch it because you just said don't touch this. Well, like, okay. Fuck you. I'll do don't, control don't control me. How do you guys yeah. feel about yeah. this idea though? It's like when you do something that you you're supposed to do. And someone tells you, like, they're so proud of you for doing it. Doesn't it demotivate you to do it? Like, when I go out and I go running and I come home and someone goes, I'm, I'm so happy that you're out, like, exercising. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, well, why? Why does it? Why? Why? Does that, why? Because, I don't know, it's this idea that, because I honestly think that man's human nature, man's natural state is to want to be free. Okay. And it, it's wanting to be free from... Hmm. other people telling you what you should and shouldn't do, but also free from other people telling you, <clears throat> you know, con- congratulating you or like subconsciously, because it feels like they're subconsciously trying to get into your head and say, you should do this more often. Ah, uh, yes. So it still boils down back to the same thing. I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah. Because I, I, that's what I was thinking was when someone says you do something. We're all manipulators. Yeah. You're like this. You're like, man, I'm really glad you're breathing. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> 
and you try and hold your breath. Stop because, that. Yeah. Stop that. Because <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'll be damned if you tell me you want me to breathe. You know, and it's watch like, this. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. like, like in high school when they would tell you, don't, don't listen to bad CDs. Oh, fuck that. Okay. I'm gonna listen to those no, CDs. Yeah, that's like, a, you're that's, like this. Go ahead and con- go ahead. Wait, wait. Who, who am I not supposed to listen to? Hold on. It's the and worst thing to tell. Talk slower. Talk slower. It's the worst thing. I'm writing on these down. Talk slower. Eric Erickson has the he he's focused on he's an ego psychologist who focuses on life stage and and he said that the the adolescent you know 13 to the 18 or 19 whatever phase that is depending on how mature you are and age doesn't matter to me because god knows i know a bunch of donkey ass 50 year olds <laughs> is is they're wiring it's a, it's hardwired in their biology in their brain chemistry you tell a teenager don't do those things, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. It's it's not in their control. It's, what, not, it's funny because like I, I think puberty is kind of like the you're going to decide whether you're a wolf or a sheep. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, what puberty mm-hmm. is. Are you gonna are you gonna resist whatever he tells you should do, or are you gonna be like, oh no, okay, all right. Yeah. Are you gonna get in line and fall off a cliff? Yeah. Really. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, you know, they say all these rebellious teenagers. Yeah. Those are the people that refuse to be led. Well, you it, know, you know that a sign of intelligence, um, in 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 a, like in the toddler stage, is how good how well they lie. Yeah. So because so, their brain is functioning y- super. Is yeah, because they're going. Schedule. They're actually coming up with ways of getting away with shit. That's intelligence. Like, oh, yeah. so we're like, smart. You're a liar. And I'm like this. No, I'm going to tell my son, like, damn, you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then, and then what I'm going to do is, yes, I'm going to guide this because I want him to, I want him to function in this, in this society to where he's, he, he is, he's going to, he's going to experience the greatest outcome but also people around him are going to experience the greatest outcome based on his behavior, his actions. Mm-hmm. So the reason I don't want him to have casual sex with a bunch of girls in high school or beyond those years is because he won't enjoy it, A, and they won't enjoy it. They'll enjoy the physical aspect and the release. But in the moment. Dip- yes, in the moment. Absolutely. Like, and if you, if you deny that, you're a jackass. So you're like, you're not a thinking person. It feels good to take the bite, but it's also depressing to gain the weight. It's right? A, it's a checkbox, though, in high school. Like, the, a lot of people want that just to say mm-hmm. they did it. You know? Not really. I mean, it d- depends so? on how weak you are, how weak will you are. Because, I mean, we came up in the era well, of... Dude, if you feel like, oh, my God, I'm not a real person until I've had sex in high school, dude, come on. No, no, it's not even no, that, yeah, though. I, it's it's oh, the yeah, idea... No, of, for sure people don't think that. Like, we grew up you're, in the era right. of, what, American right? Pie? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We grew up in in the era of movies American like American Pie. Pie. That, that was a but great like, movie. It was so emphasized. Like, oh my god, that's what life is, is no, like. No, but it no. was so emphasized on the idea of like we need to have sex, though. You know, okay, well, that's okay, like dude, it's okay. funny. It's because okay, yes, you're right about that. It's like every like every like like supervillain or villain in a movie is yeah. really the the most ra- the most the furthest you could take it in rebelling against the system. Yes, and in their mind, they're not rebelling; they're being themselves. Well, I just was listening to this is when you from the time you're young, there's something in you that when you go see a movie Terminator, you go see um, we talk about Star Wars, right? I mean, one of the it's such a beautiful story because it's the story uh, like it, there's something embedded in us biologically. This is where I'm like, man, it's taking me this long to figure out. 
<laughs> it's frustrating, right? Sometimes you hate learning because you, you, you learn how like long it took you to learn it. And so <laughs> right, like, right. God, I'm depressed. What where's the yeah, next emotional journey? I'll be forty when I figure yeah. out what I want next. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And I'm already half dead, <laughs> if if not more. So so you never identify with the villain. Not really. It's very rare that you want the villain to win. You want Batman. You want Anakin. Yeah. You, no, it's not that you don't have that gravitational pull, mm-hmm. but but you don't. I, I, I grew up watching Bond movies with my okay. grandfather. Okay. And I, yeah, James Bond was so freaking cool. But dude, this villain's like you know, I like yeah, like, I, he, but like Bond he, like, gets like, the girl too. He he but, does. Okay, but, Bond gets that girl. The bad guy has like a whole harem of women. But even like there, <laughs> you think even, about it, Bond has so very little powers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, so that's if true. you look at it in that way, like Bond has so little compared to the villain. No, but the villain okay. has this giant corporation. But all why these is it? People. But why? But <clears throat> why is it that you still, at the end of the day, because you root for the underdog? You want to? You want to be the one to but you, but topple it, the next person? But you want to? But you're rooting for the hero, the one that's doing the most good. But you, the moment yeah. the villain becomes close to to being defeated, though, you feel bad for him. No, no, no. I know. I'm not saying we don't identify with the villain because I think that in all of us we have the capacity, right, mm-hmm. for villain. But what I'm saying that is is it's a lie. The lie is that I would be happier, you know, having the 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 concubine of women, right? Which is you wouldn't actually because because that people have done that and it doesn't increase happiness, mm-hmm. content. It doesn't can, can, it doesn't um, it doesn't create peace. It doesn't create peace at all. It actually creates chaos. It creates chaos. Imagine having a thousand needy women, right? <laughs> that is that's the and and so naturally they know their place, but get, but don't be confused because this happens all the time. Couples do this all the time. Men and women tell each other hundred lies until they know they have you and then they put a ring on it and all of a sudden you're like oh shit you're you're that's who you are you're not who you're I thought not you were. Who you are mm-hmm. because we're lying to get what we want right yeah so don't be confused that the woman in the concubine or the 400 out of the the thousand are going what did you do with her last night you're like you signed up for this you know mm-hmm. it's like that scene in the departed well if someone says that the con that the concubine is more real with you than your wife or like 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 the woman you pay for sex is well, more real with you no, than your wife is. There's no emotional attachment. Well, yeah, there's no emotion. There's no resi- no reason to put up a facade. <laughs> there's no reason. You can literally legitimately be yourself. Which then you get their you get them. You get the real but person. That goes back to what we were that's talking about earlier concept. with um. That's a that's a depressing concept. It's really depressing. Yes, I know, but it's well, kind of true. I don't care. I don't care. I yeah. I'd rather have. The true depressing but than the 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 you know the match. You rather know you're in the matrix, but than not it, know you're in the matrix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like how we were talking I'm about. I'm in the matrix. Nothing matters. So we we're talking about. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Justin Bieber earlier, right? Like yes. you, how he's so mean to people, like his his fans and people still love him. But what does that say when the only th- person that can be real with you in your life is somebody who you don't know but you look up to, and they're a jerk to you, but you can't stop looking up to them because. They've actually, they're like... you tasted, you know you tasted truth. Huh. Yeah, and they're an honest individual. And for some reason, that's so much more compelling than to be around your, your mom or your dad who's going to sit there and like lie to you, you know? Yeah, so, so we're compelled by truth. There has to be a truth. And I don't think 
that we always can explain or articulate truth is right. what I'm learning. Yeah. And so I, I resort back to these guys because they're such giants in my life, right? But as Jordan Peterson is, is explaining that, the arts, right? Art in life or people like artists and mystics, right? The mystics and the artists in life help us understand that which we don't have language for. But we understand it at this, I'll just use this word, but at a, at a, like a soul level where, you know, the worst thing I ever got asked was, why do you love her? <laughs> I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I, I hate you for asking that. Because that was a stupid question. That was a question that you did not actually think about. I, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying you can't ask me why I like a person. Yeah. I can explain it to you. But there, what they were asking was something that maybe you can't even quite explain. It just you do. Well, how do you explain a feeling? That's what I'm saying. Because sometimes, sometimes it's through you know that song, you know that concert, you know that piece of art that you could stare at above. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it's why. Okay. Back to it's it's why why do you th- why do you think they made all of those churches so beautiful? It's because I don't need you to say anything from the stage. I just sit in awe. Like art in and of itself, all forms of art, all forms of art have the capacity to move you and to enter you into quote unquote worship. And and so like that's why there's this resurgence of art in the church, actually. They do these conferences of theology and what, art. When was the last time you saw like a shitty cathedral? <laughs> exactly. Well yeah. it's the word itself cathedral naturally means it's, it's going to be it's it's it's, grand, it's yeah. monumental. It's make it's it's made for you to walk look in, look up and go, wow. Yes, and and and, and sit and sit in and sit in adoration, admiration, yes. worship, like in 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 wonder, right? Mm-hmm. And so you go, you go like I was I was explaining this because I would get up and preach, and so I, I saw a I saw a shift in the way I would communicate to teenagers, and, and the shift became became not don't have sex, right? Like I didn't ever really say that. I was more so trying to invite them into a new world. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, like I was more so saying like, no, 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 you're going to miss out. It's like looking at I think the Mo- I've seen the Mona Lisa in person, hmm. and I'm very, I'm not impressed at all. <laughs> and so I, I'm not confused about that actually. In fact, when I turn, it's a painting, dude, of not a person. Even, no, but it's not even a good one. No, it's exactly that's what I'm like, saying. Okay, I'm like, so there's this photo. Why is it? Why is it so great? It's just a painting of a person. Well, because okay. now with today's turn out, you can paint something ten thousand times better, but, and people go, "That's not that great." Why? Well, hold, hold on. So let me let me push back. Okay. So I know what you're saying because I agree with you. Except for this guy, help me explain. Uh, help me understand this. Is there's so much going on within why that piece matters? However, I'm not confused that it is not. It is not beautiful in and of itself. When you go to the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. I've been able to go there too. When you see the statue of David, it's pretty impressive how big mm-hmm. it is. But when you okay, so it's not just that the Sistine Chapel exists; it's that like ev- all the contact, all the contacts with context within it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes coffee makes me burp. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same. And so and so, um, so so that was interesting. Is like the layers upon layers that actually influence. So. And I can't. Are, are you talking about like the first? Because the first thing that you see that's beautiful. Okay, so okay. It, it, it's okay. like hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, okay. Hold on. on your on your topic though, like back to like the whole like you know you walk in you know like you know like, like chapels and stuff. They're mm-hmm. made for you to be wow, or whatever. Yes. Okay, I kind of equate that to 
Like, they do that so that they can... Okay. Yes. I kind of equate, like, you're sitting there, you're looking up at this grand structure, and this guy's talking at you about what he believes yes. or what you should believe. Yes. So I kind of feel that's a little subliminal messaging a little bit. <laughs> well, it's like also... Like, you're like, wow, but this guy's talking about you. You sub- subconsciously retain that information that he's speaking to you as you're looking at this great structure. It's, they've yeah, created... kind of influences you they to also, drift towards what he was saying because in the back of your mind, in the background. They also create an yeah. experience, though. Like, when you drive like down... Like, the realest person will ever be is, like, us talking to each other right here. Right, this, this right. This room is not grandiose. But, like, when okay, we're... Okay, this let, is real right, here. Let me, let me bring this topic in. Okay. How often did Jesus get on a stage? No. Because he's the ideal human, right? He never was really on a stage, no, though. He's he just, sat down as yeah. a rabbi and hung out with people, and everyone wants to focus on the fact that he likes... It's funny if you think about a hippie... Uh, I'm sorry, hippie. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Jesus acts as like a hippie, honestly. He's a very sit-down, be with be with everybody. But yes, he, he's cool always with like everybody. in modern yeah, churches, dude, though. Yeah, like 100. You ask people in, to talk the about historical. Jesus in modern churches, they don't, they don't talk about the historical aspects of Jesus. They talk about... They the make miracles. him seem... Yeah, well, they basically equate him to modern pastors, you know, like he's he's up on stage preaching to people, teaching them to love or whatever. But Jesus was in it. Have you ever heard someone compare Jesus to somebody else? It's the weirdest thing you've ever heard. Was that um, like I can't remember? There's Russell, some televangelist. Ru- Russell, like, oh, wow, he's exact. He's Jesus is exactly like him. Was that? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you getting that wrong? Russell yeah, Brand wrong, and uh, right? you guys ever see Get Him to the Greek when yes. he he's like, they think I'm Jesus, but that's not for me to say. <laughs> 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 but uh so no it's uh, so back to the cathedral thing though it's like yeah. you drive down chapman right and you okay. see the crystal cathedral yes what is it that makes it stick out in your mind it is a grand thing but yeah but it's unlike anything but what it. i'm gonna remember yeah. it it's, for it's made to stick out it's made to stick out but what yeah, i'm I gonna remember yeah. <laughs> i forgot yeah <laughs> but what i'm gonna remember is the fact that that blinded me on my way there, and that's what's going to make that that structure stick out to me in my mind, and that's what's going to always make Dude, me curious can, about what's inside of it. And can I go Mormon to cathedrals it? because they're so grandiose and ridiculous looking? Right. Well, dude, I, it, I was having this conversation the other day. Yeah. Is is the corporate the corporate Christian it's, it's Rick the, it's, Warren? It's the look at the shiny object thing. Yeah, but look it, at this. Well, and this is what's depressing to me is the corporate Christian. Um, Time of the Rick Warren, Saddleback, uh, Willow Creek, Bill Hybels. Bethel. Beth, well, Bethel's a whole other discussion. That's, <laughs> we need eight hours for that one. So is their buildings are a bunch of, you know, st- stand-up concrete slabs, squares, and they're, they're, un- they're not inspiring at all. And then, and then most of them are singing songs written by others made to be sung by mainly other, like the people who wrote them, mainly. And it's carbon copy cutouts, right? right. So it's just stamp and repeat, dude, or step and repeat. It's like, oh, there's that image. Dude, dude I just, it's just the same thing. And so, so then hopefully that pastor, but so what I learned is all these other pastors are looking to these actual figures that are absolutely gifted and incredible, and they're trying to be them so there's not authenticity and people do not care. People, people, people only care about who you are on the ground. Right. They don't care about who you are on the stage. They really don't when it comes down to it. Now, people are great liars to themselves. Well, what was it you were telling me that the greatest tragedy a church can create is putting someone on the stage? We were having that conversation one day, right? Yeah, I think it was like it's 
I felt this. I felt this personally. This is just a personal thing. Is is I realized that um, it's more of a. You know what it is, dude. It is. There's a lot of variables that go into that. So I actually really, I actually really value the way they do it. Is say like a Hillsong culture has a gang of different pastors who get up and preach every weekend, and then they go to each other's churches. And they're, don't get me wrong, they're mega stars and they're like celebrities. And I actually don't care about that. You know why? Because my whole life is built around that, is there's people that are better than me. And I think if we don't appreciate that, it's because you're jealous, you're insecure, you're envious, you're resentful, you're bitter. Versus, versus is, oh yeah, this is my friend, you know, Susie. She's, she's insane. Look at her. And then here's my ugly friend. But I, I wouldn't think of her as my ugly friend. I would think of her as that which she's the best at. Now, I'm not saying that you can boil somebody down to beauty. But what I'm saying is, is people are jealous of people who are beautiful. People are jealous of people who are great at things versus appreciate. Right. And, and, so, and so when you put somebody – so I, I actually have come to appreciate the gift that these guys have. Hopefully they – Hopefully they're very mindful of their gift and what they're capable of doing with it. It's kind of like, like, like Big Dog, what you're saying is, is, is sitting in a cathedral, using the cathedral as a way to manipulate you subconsciously by now I'm preaching at you, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about that and I go, okay, well, two, two things is, am I trying to manipulate, manipulate you? Maybe. If I'm not, though, I'm trying to share with you something that will help you love people more. No, no, I'm not saying that the preacher is the one who's in on the gig. I'm yes. just saying this is this is what they has been kind of as long ago they established okay. this. Build a big ass structure. Mm. People look at the structure, kind of listen to you and they'll kind of drift to what you believe in. So we, then let me ask we you just, this. this it's just we don't recognize it anymore. We're, we're we're still trying to listen to the guy who was there. That's yeah. who we came here for. Yes. But we're distracted by this structure while he's talking to us, but well, it's, it's still bringing us towards him. It's still no matter what you do, you're gonna gravitate towards it's, that. Guy. It's the same thing with worship bands, okay. though. Like I, yeah, I have an unhealthy. That is designed to get the people who are there, no, but not really there. I know, but that's, you know, we're we're going back to putting people. We're going back to putting people on stage, though. Like I have an unhealthy hatred of people who say, "My dream in life is to be a, a, in a worship band," you know, <laughs> yeah. and like that just breaks my heart, honestly. Like yeah. it just depresses me, but. You have these people, and maybe they started out with good intentions. Maybe they started out being like, yeah, I just want to uh, you know, share the word of God with people through music. But you have enough of this. Like Nowadays, you have Bethel, you have Hillsong, you have all these bands. Uh, like Everyone wants to strive to be like them, and it's not so much the idea that they want to, uh, you know, it gets to the point they don't want to preach to well, people. They're, they're, they, they're caught up in a system. But you have, like, maybe, and maybe... Your intentions are pure. Maybe you're up there worshiping God, but think yeah. about the influence you have on people. You have yeah. an audience of thousands of people sitting there, and they're not worshiping God. They're worshiping you. We interrupt this program to close out the show because this has been a very long episode, and uh, we will have more thoughts from Travis Carrero on Tribalism in the Church Part 2, which will be out soon. But for now... You can catch this podcast on iTunes, podcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and other great podcasting outlets around the globe. Also, we would love if you can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, click like, subscribe, whatever. Everything helps. Um, 
If you have uh, any questions, you want to send us an email, you want me to relay some questions to Travis, you can send us an email at topicocalypse at gmail.com. Until next time, it's been fun. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Biterbrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it.